Recording is in progress. We're recording the You're Sober Now What podcast. This is the You're Sober Now What podcast. It's a good time. I mean, if you're looking for your now what, you've come to the right place. That's right. This is my friend, Tamar Medford. And this is my friend, Lane Kennedy. And we're going to hang out with you and talk about like, now what? Like, what's next in life? What is next, Lane? Well, we're going to be talking about belief systems today and imposter syndrome and uh, how to change up your game. Mm-hmm. Does that sound good? Change it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Change is always good. I, I used to like kind of shy away from change, but now I embrace it. I feel like sometimes I'm riding this wave of discomfort, but it actually feels good for a change. Cause if I'm not in that zone of being outside of my comfort zone, it doesn't feel, it feels weird. Like it's like, Hmm, mm. Hmm. That's what it feels like. I don't even have a word to describe it. It's like, Hmm. But before we go any further, we just want to recognize you for just one moment, because perhaps you're of the variety like us who was in love with the nineties. Yes. What was your favorite movie from the nineties? Well, that's when I started my drinking career. So they were very vague. I mean, that's a good question. You kind of stopped okay. me there. Okay. So, uh, primal fear came out in the nineties, uh, fear and loathing. Hello. That was such a good one. So good. Right. Um, disclosure. There's Benny another- Dune with Johnny Depp. Uh, let's see what meet Joe black. Hello. Yes, good one. Uh, Armageddon. So good. What was the one where it took place in the sixties, the seventies? It was, uh, uh, you're asking me to go back. In I time. know, but it was, it was a nineties movie. Um, yeah. <gasps> 12 monkeys <laughs> with Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible it- with names. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well- but there is a movie I'm thinking of. And. It was so good. It's all about like smoking pot. I mean, I know we're sober now, what, but it was so funny. And I okay. Can't remember the name. I'm just going to throw these two out. Right. Cause I am a hu- basic instinct. 1992. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Movie. That when Sharon hit the, you know, the screen. Yeah. Like, well, not when she hit it, but when she became like iconic, right. Uh, casino mm-hmm. true addiction, like. Mm-hmm. all over it. Yeah. 90s movies were so good. So if you're hanging out with us, we're hoping that you're fans of 90s, <laughs> the 90s. I got sober in 1996 uh, during, you know, like in the middle of the 90s, which was, uh, uh, you know, the early 90s, drunk mess. Yeah. Later 90s, stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. You know what I else like. was a good movie? Sliver. Oh, <gasps> yes. Sharon Stone. That was another very good Sharon movie. Stone. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, she was in a lot of 90s movies. Yeah, she Sharon, was. Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> you know, I lived with her for a while. Oh, did right? you? Yeah. I did not know that. I did, yeah. She was, uh, she is, yeah. Part of my life, part of my life experience. She's one of those puzzle pieces that make up my, uh, you know, a, a puzzle that I'm putting together. <laughs> Your mm-hmm. puzzle of life? The puzzle of life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have a question today. Do you want me to reveal the question? I want you to reveal the question. So what opportunities has sobriety opened up for you and what constraints, if any, has it created in your life? Dun, dun, dun. And today we're talking about beliefs, right? So the having this open mind or what you think about yourself or what you think about people, what you think about like beliefs, beliefs are embedded in there. You know, we are well, I say we are given beliefs from the embryo stage and before, so beliefs are locked in. So what opportunities has sobriety opened up for you tomorrow? So many. I know, right? It's a big question. It is a big, it's a deep question because I think about how many opportunities I passed up on at a very young age. Like, I don't know if I ever shared this, but when I was 18, I got asked to be on the provincial soccer team, which could have led to the Canadian soccer team. And I was called on a Friday night by the coach. And they said, we want you as our starting goaltender. You just have to show up at practice on Sunday. That's it. Like I didn't even have to try out. And I was too hungover on Sunday. Yeah. So I didn't go. And that ended my athletic career. And because I, you know, I was filling my face with all these substances, I feel like I lost so many opportunities, but that being said, I don't regret any of it today because I am where I am as a result of, you know, how life unfolded for me. And I quit at 36. So it took me a while to, you know, understand that life would really open up when I got sober. And I think just the the opportunities that are now presenting themselves, I have the opportunity to say yes to Mm -hmm. that excites me. So like, I think about when I think about opportunities and sobriety, I think about the the fact that I now have the opportunity to say yes to things that come into my life that are aligned with my purpose. For example, Uh, we can get personal here. <laughs> it's just you and I hanging out. Um, I would say the first one was when I, well, the opportunity to get sober, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And no, but the leave- question is what opportunities has sobriety opened up for you? So I'm an okay, we're sober now, right? So we're sober. So what opportunities have come your way because you're awake and aware? and awesome. The three A's. Oh, that's good. I've never heard that before. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. I left my corporate job last March. There we go. And it was so scary, like so scary. And I started on this journey about a year earlier. Mm -hmm. 
but I feel like because of all the steps I took to get to that moment, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't want to be in a corporate job anymore. I don't want to go to bed on a Sunday night feeling anxious and overwhelmed because I'm going to have, you know, hundreds of emails on Monday. And I really felt like I had gone through what I had Mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I took that leap of faith. I just, I remember a friend of mine, actually, she was a coach. She said, Tamara, when are you going to give up your corporate job? And I said, well, I don't know. You know, I was thinking maybe I'll do a leave of absence. I want to travel a little bit. I'll try it out. Like I'll dabble. And Mm -hmm. what she said to me next, I actually gave my notice. Like I started drafting up my letter of reference. She said, Tamara, when you quit drinking, did you leave a bottle of vodka in the cupboard just in case you wanted to go back? Oh my God. It was like a friendly slap in the face. Yeah. I was like, no, no. No. And she said, so if you're going to do this, she goes, you're ready. Mm -hmm. And I did. I, the next, I wrote up my letter of resignation and I sent it in. Any constraints? My beliefs, imposter Mm. syndrome. We've talked about it. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. It's deep. (laughs) So let's look at what Google our friend, Dr. Google. So everybody's on the same page, right? What is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is, refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, it has links to perfectionism and the social context. That was deep. And there are uh, five different types of imposter syndrome. I thought this was really interesting. There's the super person. I'm quoting super. (laughs) These people tend to push themselves really hard to prove that they aren't imposters. There's the go it alone, right? I I can do this. I can manage it. There's the genius. There's the expert. And then there is the perfectionist. These are all types of imposter syndrome. Uh, syndrome or personality traits or behaviors that come up as a result of your belief system. Mm-hmm. So sad. It is sad. So sad. <laughs> it's kind of breaks my heart. I mean, I, I guess that's why we talk about in the work that we do in the Now What Academy around beliefs and how important it is to change the beliefs and the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors told me that two people can have the exact same goal. They can take the exact same steps to reach that goal, but it's the person who believes in their ability to achieve that goal that will accomplish it. And that's never, that's always like, that just sat with me. I'm like, hmm. Yep. I think that's a Ford quote, right? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Are we going there again, Lane? Are we doing the Canadian thing? No, we're not. But that is a quote. <laughs> Whether you can believe or not, it, that never mind. Okay, I, I know on. what you mean. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just thinking about the opportunities that sobriety's opened up and constraints. Mm. So many opportunities. My whole life is a big opportunity. Like I wouldn't have anything that I have today. We need examples though. Examples, right? Remember, Uh, we're getting personal here. We're getting personal. Uh, The opportunity to dance cheek to cheek with many 
um, designers that I really, really love. Uh, and being with people who a lot of other people look up to. Um, but just recognizing that they're just people doing good work. Um, and knowing that it was, I was okay to be there. So that was, that was great. Many, many opportunities, just being in the same room with so many different people and thinking about, um, becoming a mother. Like that was not on the radar. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, but that, lots of constraints with motherhood, mm-hmm. lots of constraints. I mean, I just can't get up and travel anymore. Um, I have to think about schedules and finances and future. And there's a lot that goes into parenting and motherhood way more than anybody ever talks about. That's why I love all the podcasts that talk about motherhood now. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. Uh, What else has sobriety opened up to me? Um, Just being creative. You know, um, being able to sit with myself and just write or color or I'm, oh, check this out. (laughs) I believe we're talking about belief systems, right? So, um, I grew up in a house that, you know, said you can do whatever, but there was always a price around it. Um, if you can figure out how to pay for it yourself, that's kind of how I grew up. Like you got to figure it out. Uh, so I still have that a little bit somewhere embedded in me. And yesterday I was at my kiddos, uh, book swap. We do a book swap. There's all these awesome books. And I found this, uh, DIY, um, art woven arts. You see that? Cool. Right? Very cool. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like I, my belief is that, oh, I have to figure out how to do this. I have to get the money to do this. I have to, I'm not an artist. I can't do this. I see these great pictures, these woven art pieces on Instagram, and I always want to buy them and they're super expensive and I can't do that. I just kicked that belief to the side because this book showed up. Bye-bye. And I'm really excited about it. I read the book yesterday, like, you know, of course you did, (laughs) because that's what I do. Like, okay, I got to find out everything. I got to get all the supplies. I have to find out like, what's it going to cost me to make something that's 36 by 36, you know, like doing all the measurements and, uh, but the belief system or the belief, the imposter, right. That kind of like, no, you're not, you're you're not an artist. You can't do that. I just kicked it. I said, no, I'm going to do it because I believe that I turned over the puzzle piece and that was the book. It gave me permission just to investigate and play and lock that piece in to another piece that is about me being an artist. Cause so I'm looking cool. at, yeah, I'm looking at how, you know, we, or I, uh, I've always said I'm a creator and I wrote my first book and people were like, Oh, you're an author, you're a writer. And I was like, no, I'm a creator. And they, they would look at me like, what, what are you talking about? Well, now the creator, you know, is a thing, right? There's like, oh, the creator, the content world. And 
there, there's something about my, like, I'm a creator. How am I going to create? Oh, I write, but now I want to work with my hands. So I'm really looking forward to weaving. (laughs) I can't wait to see what you come up with. I know. Right. And this is something that, uh, we're going to be doing in the now what Academy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. You, you just got a sneak peek. <sighs> <laughs> because people get stuck. Yeah, right. So that's what we do over in the now what Academy. We get unstuck. And sometimes it just takes making that decision to try something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you don't know Lane, like I do, when she gets onto an idea, you'll start to see these emails or texts and it's like, wow, like, you know, she's into it and she's in the research. (laughs) Look at this. And I think that's so cool because I'm creative as well. Mm -hmm. And I never looked at myself as an author Mm -hmm. either. Um, And it was just making the choice to, to try it and to see what happened. So I'm going to plug our Pinterest right now, because over in our Pinterest, we have some boards, the Now What Academy or the Connected Calm, both of those accounts. We have boards around activities and recipes, again, to kind of break out of yourself. So if you want to check out our pins, our boards, I want to invite you to do that. That's really fun. And it's a visual experience. If you need to have that visual experience, I love the visual experience. I'm also an audio, like I, I, you know, I need the audio as well, but sometimes it's nice to look at pretty things. I have my vision board on Pinterest. You do? I do. On what account? You're sober now. It's private, but I could open it up to everyone. Oh no, that has to be open. (laughs) Because I'll make one. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I want to do that. Okay. So we're going to be making, I'm going to, I'm going to unlock mine so everybody can see my vision board, but yeah, I learned that from a friend. She's like, why don't you, do you know Pinterest? I said, yes, Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I just started going through what I wanted, like, you know, the home that I want to create my home. You'll see a lot of blue in there. You'll see a lot of beach Mm -hmm. because I, I want to just wear shorts and flip flops all year round. That is my, that is my vision. I think Mexico is calling you. It is. I was actually looking at flights this morning, (laughs) (laughs) but like, you know, the, having the belief in your ability, I think to create this life, like I, I never thought if you would have told me 10 years ago when I got sober that I would have quit my job. Right. Cause I had big financial insecurities Mm -hmm. and that's something that I still have to work at. But like, if you would have told me that I would have made it to 10 years, first of all, I probably would have laughed, but that I would be an entrepreneur. I would have written a couple books, like that I'm doing anything that I'm doing today, I would have been like, not a chance. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Because we get stuck. Yeah. The limiting belief. It, it like keeps us small. Mm-hmm. Keeps us really small. Ugh, it's like detrimental to our health, to our family, our friends. At, it's detrimental to the world at large mm-hmm. because everything that every single person does matters. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck, get on the wait list for the Now What Academy. <laughs> That's Definitely. 
Okay, that's and, all I'm gonna say. And I want to mention something as well mm. because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I heard it the other day is that when you think about your beliefs, right, and you think about your opinions, I think we spend way too much time when we have when we're stuck on something. We spend too much time researching things that will just solidify that belief, right? Yes. Yeah. In, instead of taking a moment to actually challenge that belief. And that's something I've shifted on as well. If someone says something to me and it's challenged my belief, mm-hmm. I am now more open-minded to go, okay, keep going, mm-hmm. right? Instead of always trying to be around people who are going to strengthen my limiting beliefs or look up data online, which... Oh my God, online, just that. You can find anything, right? You can find anything. Exactly. So instead, start to challenge your belief. Like Mm -hmm. if your head tells you, you can't do that, say whatever. Argue with it. Yeah. I just have to say that because I just, you know, I think we don't challenge our beliefs enough. We don't, no, because we get not really retrospective groove. We like to be comfortable. You like to be in the status quo. It's easy. Mm, I don't want to shake things up, <laughs> right? My marriage is going really smoothly right now. If I change that belief, what's going to happen? That's a real thing that women that I work with constantly are up against. And what if you just decided to be happy, right? Why don't what, what about choosing that belief? Oh, well, my partner believes this and we're going to be this way forever. What if you chose a different belief? challenge the beliefs. And the reality is when we start to do what we love, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We okay, yes, let's go there. You, you show up better for the people around you. I mean, you know, when we're always doing the things that we don't want to do mm-hmm. and we're not willing to say enough's enough, I need to start doing what I love. I mean, we mm-hmm. come home miserable, right? We react, mm-hmm. we snap at people. So mm-hmm. what if we actually did something we really enjoyed doing mm-hmm. and then you know, our partner or our friend comes up to us, you're going to be more like, Hey, it's been a good day. How are you? You know what I mean? Because your cup's full. That's the way it should be. So let's go there. Should we have a theme song for this episode? I think we should. Oh my God. Yes. What is 90s, it? 90s music belief song. <laughs> 90s belief music. I don't know. Are you Googling it? Of course. 90s belief music. <laughs> There's got to be some like Michael Jackson or something. <laughs> no, share. I believe. Remember share. Yes. Here I we do. go. We got to listen to it. Can you hear it? No. Oh, you can't hear it. No. Oh, tragedy. Hold on. We're going to add it <laughs> because it's so good. We're going to pin it to the board. <laughs> share. <laughs> oh, believe. Here we, here we go. Can you hear from my mic? No. Really? Okay. No. It's All not right. So we're just going to add it after. Yeah. We tried. Believe. I remember her singing, believe. Right, she- <laughs> you could just sing it, Lane. No, I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a limiting belief. Yeah, the, true. That is, but yeah, it isn't. Yeah. Okay. I'll own that one. I don't expect you to sing because I wouldn't do it either, but, but we can sing if we chose to, if I chose to, I could, but I choose not to. Yeah. Yeah. 
So do uh, anything else that we need to add to uh, the beliefs, imposter syndrome, changing uh, the way that we see the world, how different opportunities that have shown up for us. I think what I leave anything out. No, I think what comes up for me though, is we are capable of so much more than we think we are. Yeah, for real. Like really. And I try to encourage all my clients that, right. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. believe something can happen. Try it. Just try it. Try it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Nike (laughs) nineties. I knew that was coming. All right. Should we put a bow on it? Let's wrap it up. Yep. There it is. So make sure that you are following us over on Pinterest. Uh, sign up for the waitlist for the Now What Academy and ask us a question so we can get into detail and share our experience with you around your specific question. Makes the show a whole lot of fun. And I think that's it. Thanks for hanging out tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, Lane. It's always a pleasure. Goodbye. <laughs>